All right, welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardinellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of things. First off, how on earth is coronavirus going to affect the election, election, especially in places like Washington, and so on and so forth? That's a big question in the news. And is this Bernie or Biden's last stand? There are some seriously deep statistical data here that's uh, predicting a pretty large victory for Biden here, but... That exact same data said that Sanders wasn't going to win Michigan yesterday and, I'm sorry, not yesterday, last election cycle. And he did. He pulled off a one in 100 victory. And then also Andrew Yang is talking at an accent event. We're going to dive into a little bit of that and see if he actually got hired through CAA. You know what I'm saying? If his media career is taken off. So, Cody, tell us what's going on. Uh, all right. So the first thing that came up, and I, this came up, this uh it kind of occurred to me, I was looking at a few things over the past few weeks. So, obviously, one of the big things in the news is the big, uh, well, I guess, respiratory illness right now going around the coronavirus. So, this is an article I saw getting passed around. A lot of people were, were sharing it. I'm not going to go into the whole article because it just kind of led me into thinking about something. So, here they refer to it as they say, cancel everything. Social distancing is the only way to stop the spread. We must start immediately. So, I'm going to advocate one way or the other. I'll have the link in the description if you want to read it. However, this did lead me to an interesting thought because I was thinking if... Okay, like, let's say we start canceling some things. Maybe sporting events seem to be, like, not letting fans go to sporting events. That's common in parts of the world. I believe Italy's not letting fans. Actually, Italy now has canceled all their soccer matches. For a while, though, fans weren't allowed in. I believe also, like, J Japanese Baseball League, I think, was playing games without fans. Okay. Throwing stuff around. However, I'm sure a lot of you guys know, we're having kind of Super Tuesday 2, I guess, going on yeah. right now. But there is a big vote today in, I want to say, six or seven states that are voting today. And one of the main vote states voting today, not main, but a big state in the West Coast, definitely one Bernie Sanders. We're getting to later. Why? Definitely a state Bernie Sanders is going to want to hold on to yeah. is Washington State. So I want to talk about this first because if you guys have been following what's going on with this, Washington State is one of the harder hit parts in the country. Uh, there is a, uh, a senior living home that got it really hard. However... What's really interesting about Washington State for this, and one reason I want to bring this up is because it's there was I, I was like, oh no, we have a lot of people coming out. Even if it's not a big deal, it's a big thing. Very fascinating. Primary election day could have been a lot worse for officials in Washington State, the epicenter of the U, the U.S. outbreak. But the state votes entirely by mail, which is fascinating. I honestly didn't know that the entire state votes by mail. Now they are telling people not to lick. The envelopes, and I do believe later in the article they mentioned that people are handling these envelopes with gloves and masks and are going to be handling things a bit, a bit differently than normal. But uh, that was just a really fascinating thing because the first thing I thought saw, I was like, oh, Washington's, I mean, I get it. We don't have to shut down every part of the entire country, but Washington's definitely a part of the country. It definitely maybe should be have some more precautions than others. And very fascinating to see that there is, first of all, no. Now, second of all, in other states, because I want to highlight the government's response to this for this. Uh, I want to see if I can get the right one up. But I believe in the state of Georgia, it is. They're basically just telling people to kind of go ahead as planned to vote like you normally would. And they're actually trying to encourage people to get out and definitely vote in the upcoming primary. Uh, here we go. Here we go. So I want to highlight. Now, it is a little bit interesting because you'll notice the AFL-CIO also just canceled a presidential forum. Uh, just a few lines above this. But on top of that, it does feel like when, took, when you're talking to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, they still say that if you want to talk about large gatherings in a place you have community spread, I think that's a judgment call. And if someone decides they want to cancel it, I wouldn't publicly criticize them for it. Now, I would say it might make sense. Some people would say it isn't. But definitely, it doesn't seem to still, it still doesn't seem to be by any, 
anyone's estimation, the, oh my God, cancel everything phase, as some people are calling for. But I do have to wonder, at what point is something like a political rally something that gets canceled? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because it is I, just like well, 10,000 people going together somewhere. Maybe this is just because I was in show choir in high school and I'm used to drama queens. But anytime somebody runs into a group of people and says, whoa, stop the presses, hold on, OMG, they're usually a drama queen. And what they're about to say is at best an overstatement, at worst a cry for attention. Okay, but universities have already so, canceled classes. I do want to highlight yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's overhyped, man. It's overhyped. Yeah, Canceling classes, I don't think so. Telling people, hey, look, self-quarantine if you have... Uh, if you have um, symptoms of regular flu or what could be coronavirus or, 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 or what could be one of the other million of communicable diseases. And let's really do our best to keep ourselves from spreading this disease in the active population. But we cannot shut our country down. Okay. Because of COVID-19. Okay, but I don't think anyone's advocating for that right now. All I'm saying is that- Cancel everything is a pretty, uh, uh, so I get it's a salacious but, headline. But like I said, I never advocated for that. All I'm talking about is do you think or not, I just, looking ahead at the way things are going, I said I'm not going either way on what you should or shouldn't do. I'm not telling what to do. I'm just saying looking ahead, it looks like we're running into a possibility where it's going to start getting awkward for these people campaigning. Well, no. Like, like well, seriously. Like, Ganu already has. People like are trying to. When you're running for president, as before in the pre-show, when you're running for president, think of how many people you touch, shake hands with, and speak to, and how many states, and how in a day. Now, Joe Biden seems to be campaigning a little bit less strenuously than that. He's still moving around. But I've seen Bernie Sanders give, like, rallies in two different states in one day. At a certain point, you have to just say, if there's... It's almost at a certain point. Like if there's anything going around, you'd be like, well, maybe I shouldn't it, be it everywhere put, all the time. But you still, you're running for president. It's tough, right? It, it, well, I I think it puts the candidates themselves in an extremely difficult position, especially with the variance of optics here. Because, for example, uh, if you decide, no, I, I want to have this event. The people have lined up to see me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to go have this event. Well, you might be perceived as stupid for shaking everybody's hands and then subjecting yourself uh, to the possibility of that disease, especially if you're very elderly, like all of our political candidates are now. Okay. Um, so do you do it with a mask on and then just look like uh, a, a tinfoil hat person or maybe a little bit more responsible, but then all of a sudden, I don't know if people want to shake your hand because that, does that mean you have the coronavirus? So that's no good. Um, what's the other option? Just plain old canceling it? You know, like it it's I do not envy the position of the candidates that are running for president right now because it does seem like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Well it's tough and I do want to highlight some yeah. options people have proposed for if you do okay. want to go campaign in a state where maybe it's a little bit tougher to necessarily like they are doing some of these precautions being put into place. Uh, Bernie Sanders has a very... The infrastructure on seems pretty good. I really hope this chat doesn't get me burned here. I'm just going to flash it for a second, guys. But this is a replay of Bernie's rally from, I think, a day ago. And this is all done by him through his campaign. So, obviously, maybe he won't be able to have the live turnout if they were to do something like this. But Bernie Sanders actually does have a pretty good way to effectively get his message out to people through a live stream. So, that's one way of doing it. But, yeah, it just is really... 
it's really fascinating because I was thinking, you know, like, 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 what is literally the stereotype of the politician? Is you're out there shaking hands, kissing babies? Like that's yeah, like what people exactly. say, and it's just as we. Well, the babies we are fine season, because underneath the age of five, yeah, well, hasn't no, gotten I anybody mean, yet. But still, it's just this, this idea that like it, it really is rough because there is something going around out there. We are seeing people looking to move towards not even not, not canceling but relocating. I want to show you one thing. Unfortunately, they're talking about perhaps reevaluating. I believe is even the convention. Uh, this is from Joe, I believe, um, Salmanis, the chief executive of the Democratic Convention set for July in Milwaukee, said in a statement that every convention requires developing a number of contingency plans to provide for a variety of scenarios, which kind of means nothing. But he continues, as we prepare to welcome Americans to Milwaukee this summer, the convention team will remain in constant communication with the local, state, and federal authorities responsible for protecting public health and security. So, I mean, cause, yeah, if it does get to a point where I get, like... It is weird, though. I think, and also the other reason why it brings into question is this. I definitely agree that there's a fine, there's a big line between, oh my God, freak out, shut the country down, and canceling certain non-essential events or postponing them for a few weeks. Right? Those are two different things. But like, wh- where does something like the Democratic Party state conve- national convention fall into? When you think about it, like, could they really not do it with everybody present in one room? Would it really be impossible? Yeah, I was about to say, is probably it, it's kind of like Japanese baseball could they really hold a convention? No, because there's like audible votes that people take. Well, they can come up with you other, know, other you ways need of the doing crowd it. there. They can come up with other ways of doing it, though, right? But in time, uh, ways that are vi- oh gosh, that is a really tough one. I think you actually could have a virtual convention, and that could be a very interesting experience, but it require an amount of technology that just wouldn't be worth it. You would just postpone into a later date. I think virtual con- uh, conventions where everybody had VR glasses could be actually pretty sick. Well, I think I, I, that's, you know? a, that's a side note and a tangent. I think virtual town halls are the future. Now, one yeah. last thing I want to I want to cover on here, and just just to put into perspective, I brought this up before. Not perspective, but I just want to bring it up. And I think it's interesting. Uh, one thing that was very interesting though was that LA County definitely uh, de- LA County. I don't, I don't want to say they waited, but LA County declared a state of emergency to battle the epidemic. I believe. Nine hours after the poll closed on Super Tuesday, yeah. and I do wonder if we'll see something like that happen in any other states. Um, I just wonder if you don't want to cause, you don't want to start freaking people out and causing panic right before election day. Yeah, I do agree because, like I said, it's the kind of thing where I don't know one day or the other. But I do wonder if we'll see a similar um, occurrence here. But it is weird. It just it is uh, as they mentioned, the last precedent we have for this was the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918, where of course we have less reporting because there was just less media at the time. We know less about it, and it wasn't a presidential election. There wasn't travel. It wasn't quite. We, we weren't seeing people selling out auditoriums. We had a much lower a population. Voting uh, was different. It was just it was a different world. But the, so there was a lot of things that were very waters, similar, though. In fact, still uncharted waters in a way. No, but but I would say that there were some things that were extremely very similar. Um, you culturally, we're a lot more similar to the 1918 and 1920s than we were the thirties, forties, fifties, or sixties. Okay. Um, I do believe that the old way of traveling by rail was equivalent to the modern day airline phenomenon. Okay. This is not. No, very much so. A lot the, of people packed The distance into, you travel in a plane in a short period of time is so much greater, allowing you to be in multiple places in a shorter period of time, allowing you to overall visit more and more and more and more and more places. No, but but you you're still in a small cabin before. with about no, 200 it's, people. It's, but it's not the physical being in it. It's what the plane, it's the places the plane lets you go to. Like I said, 
Bernie Sanders is literally holding a rally in one state and then 20 hours later holding a rally in another state, seven hours later doing a town hall, and 15 hours later holding another rally. It wasn't like that in nine states like it is now. That's the new thing about the, the world we live in now. Yeah, so it's it's definitely augmented in which now our brave new world... Um, you're right. You're not going as far on a train. Okay. However, you didn't have as many drugs back then or the scientific analysis and the ability to test and the ability to understand. So we have an augmented exposure, but we also have an augmented ability to combat that exposure. So whether or not it's Spanish flu in 1918, where there was less population, less exposure, um, exposure, but some very similar means of travel and, um, uh, you know, exposure of a communicable disease. I think there's some rough comparisons that could be made. You know what I'm saying? I think there's definitely some rough comparisons. You shake more hands and kiss more babies now is the problem. It just, the, the, what I'm trying to bring up is if you have, it's just a really interesting problem. I don't want to get too much into the weirdness of it, but it's a fascinating problem. What do you do when you have something that they're worried of community spread? During a presidential election, people well, yeah, are being and, and then also, how do you to come out to rallies? People are being encouraged to go knock on doors. People are being encouraged to go show up and vote. These are all things that are just like people directly coming into contact with each other. But it's it's weird. These are things. For example, we highlighted Washington State votes entirely by mail, which is yeah. one way of doing it. Now, but what do you do feasible. in a state where a lot of people are staying home from the ballot box? It almost kind of becomes like almost like a voting rights question. You know, like how do we handle this? Because if people are registered to vote, but they're not permanent absentee ballot voters, like I, I think it's still the vast majority of Californians vote on election day. Yeah. I think it's about 40 or 50% of our state. Which is smart. Because by the way, if you voted early in California or Super Tuesday, you might have voted by accident for someone like a Pete Buttigieg or an Amy Klobuchar or oh, Tom yeah, Steyer who true. dropped out of the race by the time the polls closed. Like, <laughs> yeah. that happened to a lot of people. No, yeah. not only did they drop out, a couple of those people, Klobuchar and uh, Buttigieg, they dropped out and told you to vote for someone else, but it was too late because you yeah. voted for them. Like, So what, what do you do in, like, one of these small states, uh, let's just say, like, Oregon, where, you know, three-quarters of the people are going to show up in the ballot box, a quarter of the people vote by mail, but now half of that voting population doesn't show up it's I mean, this is really kind of where that terminology and legal nomenclature acts of God comes in, because if this were because of a gang or because of a political group intimidating half of the population from not showing up, it would become a voting rights issue, you know, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965 would kick in. But a disease is not a person, but it is intimidating people out of going to um, the ballot box and voting. So it, it's, it's just a tough problem. Like, it's, yeah, it's, how do you it's, limit community events? I mean, do, do you say that, that, that the results are unvalid of this election and so and so um, won, well, but we have to redo it 30 days from now? That, that would never fly. Well, no, that's not you know what I'm that. saying. That would never fly. So it just seems like uh, we're going to have to just like you have to let flu go through your system and, you know, you get over it in three or four days. I, we're just going to have to see how this really affects the election and I don't see much of anything that can be done at least from a um not a voter integrity but a uh you know a voting commission standpoint other than just having the elections and let the chips fall where they are because it's always been this way you know what I'm saying well, so I mean, this is the only way that we haven't encountered like this before and I do wonder if we will start having to see candidates 
change their travel schedules, change how they host events, change. I just really do wonder if that will be the, the future of this. And it's it's just unfortunate because even if it is something that really has about a five or six, maybe let's say six month real run of, of issue in the country, that will just still be up until the election. Like it, it is. And here's the other thing that's obviously more important things at stake in the country. Like if people are dying, then the election. So that's nothing to keep in mind. Right. I don't. Would you see now? They obviously this is nowhere near postponing an election yet, but it is weird. It is a weird wrinkle to add to things like voting in political rallies. This idea of like practice social distancing, but make sure I go to the Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders rally and show up and vote. It is kind of a conflicting message, but it's also both seem to have merit and be important, right? Where it's like, well, don't you know, you don't want to get sick and get others sick. It's going around right now. One. But two, you don't want to just sit in the sidelines for an entire election season. It's really weird. I don't. I think it is, I don't know, I, I disagree that this is something we have ever faced before. This is something that we haven't had to deal with in an election. Just the idea, like, when you proverbially can no, when you can no longer do the shaking of the hands and the kissing of the babies, it will change how you run for president. It will. And, and when people don't feel as much, like, it will change balloting. I, I do like the idea of the voting by mail. Obviously, every country can do it, or county and state. I also do want to highlight as well, because I don't want to freak people out, that, uh, where is it? According to the... Um, and reached out to comment. They got a comment from. I'm trying to pull the quote up for you guys, from the postal service. That right now they have no fears that the virus is spreading through mail. So it's one of the reasons why they they definitely for the mail voting. They say it's a good idea. They're still telling people not to lick the envelopes, but even then it appears. Here we go. So the quote I was looking for. Sorry guys. Uh, so in a statement given to ABC News Monday, David. Uh, Partenheimer, the manager of public relations at the United States Postal Service, said both the Surgeon General and the director of National Institute for Allergies and Infectious Diseases have indicated that there is currently no evidence that the virus can spread through the mail. So that's good. It's another reason why voting mail is good. Another reason why they're still having the election is going on as planned. I just do think it's an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, this might be the end of ballot harvesting in California. <laughs> no, but again, is that, nobody wants to collect those third party ballots. If that, it might is that not to your point though? Again, it's, it's just it's another one of those things involved in the American political system that basically is showing up and physically interacting with someone or something, right? Yeah. Like, that's just still a big part of our political. Even though we've tried to move so much online, people try like Bernie Sanders streams all of his own rallies himself. He does the streaming. Joe Biden still relies mainly on press to cover his rallies. I think it's really smart for Bernie Sanders to not do that and control it himself. So there is still people doing stuff their own way. It's not like it's the the end of it. It's just, it is weird. It's interesting to note, and I'm keeping an eye on it, especially after today. I want to see what happens today with voting. I don't necessarily think it'll affect turnout as much as it'll affect kind of, for example, in Florida, they're planning to move voting booth, voting sites away from retirement communities. In Florida, there was multiple that were going to be Hey, but that's just, that's just ageist. Now you're making it more difficult for the most vulnerable to be able to attend a, 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 an election event. So, you know, that's just ageism right there. See, that's why I'm saying that. No, no, here's the thing. Literally, nobody but you facetiously making up that straw man has ever made that point. So, no, no. You're, you're arguing this, nobody, no, unfortunately. No, this isn't, this isn't a straw man argument. I'm saying. That is literally how people react to this. No, it literally isn't because I've been, I've been, I, I'm, I'm literally a person who literally is watching this and literally no, nobody's saying that, dude. No, no, no. Maybe nobody's saying how dare they not. Because guess what? They could still have transportation services to get there. They're just moving the polling centers out of literally being inside of the old, the old okay. folks' homes. That's if you're trying to say that there's not elements in our society that purposefully or inadvertently misinterpret things in the most cynical light possible, then, then I, I, I can't. You mean you? What you're doing right now? As an example of how 
things can be misinterpreted, yes. I don't know, man. I feel like you, as an example of how like, things can be misinterpreted, yes. I feel like you look for things yes. till you find them. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's move on and talk about Biden's last stand. No, not Biden's last stand. Well, actually, it could be Biden's last stand or Bernie's last stand. But we, statistically, we, yeah, we have no idea. Because both of these guys are walking, not walking on eggshells, but on pins and needles. Um, the stats, so interestingly, have skyrocketed and flip flopped to being overwhelmingly in Biden's favor. Um, in this Super Tuesday 2, we want to call it or whatever. Um, and I mean, cripplingly against Bernie Sanders. However, for those of you that remember 2016, and not just the general election and, and, and Donald Trump's uh, underdog victory, but Bernie Sanders' underdog victories in the 2016 Democratic primaries. Um, as we were speaking in the live stream yesterday, Bernie Sanders had a 100 to 1 odds of loss, okay, in Michigan, he was he was overwhelmingly declared uh, the, the person with whom Hillary was going to be mopping the floor in Michigan. And from behind, he actually ended up winning the state. And it was like one of the greatest delegate and uh, popular vote underdog victories of all of 2016. OK, and you really have to ask yourself what kind of prediction models can give somebody a 99% chance of victory and then watch them lose completely within 24 hours. It really calls into question the uh, prediction models, right? Well, 538 today says there's a 77% chance of victory of Joe Biden in all of the states. And in um, Michigan, once again, he's enjoying a 100 to 1 odds, but can Bernie come back from behind again? So so here's some final predictions that we have of uh, how the polls are going to be reacting today. Well, really quickly, I want to just to, to, to the, the same yeah. 538 data they're showing. I think it's really interesting to highlight is we have seen you're talking about how much can we look at the polls today. 538 tells you 99 in 100 odds, 99 percent. But, yeah. but get this when the forecast launched. Joe Biden was the front runner, right? Yeah. About a week later, on the 3rd of Dang February, it. he was probably in single digits here at his bottom. And just look at this drop. I mean, it's, it's, it really is. In the, it's this, not even a hockey stick. Line. It's like an Allen wrench, oh, yeah. you know? Well, it's it's got to go longer to be a hockey stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this, this dark gray line here was the odds that nobody would win. It'd be a brokered convention. Yeah. That has now plummeted to, it looks like. Biden walks away with it. Again, based on him winning almost every state today, to be noted. That Clyburn guy that endorsed Joe Biden that a lot of people think is the reason that guy, why he's he, one of the most influential politicians yeah. in like the American Yeah, South I shouldn't problem, say that right? Clyburn guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, that uh that uh remember, that Bush guy. Yeah, remember you when know, he had that, his, that Obama guy. Yeah, remember when he had his fish fry and every single candidate showed up there and paid their respects? He's one of the most influential politicians. It's, yeah, that's it uh, was obviously a big endorsement. <laughs> but this, yeah, this though is a statistical representation of an endorsement's power right here. From that trough, that purple trough, Whoa. that that abysmally depressive, oh my gosh, I've wasted my time trough, all of a sudden. He is at a ninety-nine in a hundred chance of winning. Well, I think it just shows I mean, how that important is South Carolina was. Yeah, that so, winning that state so convincingly set himself up for the super. T and it's only key to mention there are some shenanigans going. Hey, by the way, surprise, surprise, shenanigans are going on counting votes in California. However, 
it does look like when it's all said and done, Bernie might walk out of California like plus 20 in delegates, which is not good. And in a state with yeah. 400 delegates that you're supposed to own, being plus 20 is not really a win. Because yeah. Biden's going to walk away, it looks like, with maybe close to 200 as well. So it's like, well, I guess yeah. I didn't lose it. But stuff like that is. So, but to your point, if Bernie pulls off multiple 99 to 1 upsets, I guess. Yeah. Which it's 99 to 1 upsets only. And it, it cracks me up. It's like I love when they have a they'll have like in sports, they'll have like the um, the chance of winning. Yeah. At this point in the game, this team was a 99.7% chance of winning. There's There's been multiple times so, in my so, life I've read that and just said like, man, but like in reality... Nah, like they probably have like a fifty. Like you could look at some of these states that are ninety-nine to one, but like in reality, it's like, dude, I don't think Joe Biden just. Some of these states in the South, Joe Biden does seem to have locked up. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Michigan isn't ninety-nine to one. Maybe it's a lot closer than that. Maybe a couple of these states, like North Dakota, for example, or uh, I, I don't know. I, I just definitely think that some of these slam dunk those projections always. I, I like minus twenty points immediately. I'm like, dude, no, they're they're. I thought Bernie Sanders was ninety nine to one to own California, and it looks like he's gonna come out like barely ahead. Like I, I don't believe any of these anymore. Yeah. So anyway, um, when you burn through this, it's pretty interesting uh, that apparently Biden is forecasted to end up winning fifty nine percent of the vote in Michigan and in eighty percent of the simulations. Meaning where the when the supercomputers collect all the data and say, oh well, if there's adverse weather, oftentimes that affects ten percent this kind of demographic. Oh, whenever there's you know early voting, it augments this demographic, and 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 they put in all the different scenarios that the computers um, algorithms can cram. Um, in 80% of those simulations, he wins a, between 52 and 65% of the vote in Michigan. If you cruise down and you actually look at the second state there, um, the Washington primary, the one we were talking about earlier, he's um, Biden is forecast to win an average of 44% of the vote in Washington. In 80% of the simulations, he wins 36 to 51%. All right. He has a three and five chance of winning the most votes over Sanders. All right. And then... Um, you look at the delegate count, and once again, it's it's not like you said, kind of like this winner-take-all smash-and-grab for Biden. He does eke out a victory in delegates um, in all of the... Uh, uh, all of the states, but it, it's not by as thick a margin of victory as, as you would want to see. You know what I'm saying? It's just the amalgamation of all of them, all of those individual states uh, does inherently become um, overwhelming. And same thing happens in Missouri. He's forecast to win 61% of the vote in Missouri. All right. With 43 of the delegates there. And then in Mississippi, 67%. And then if you go down and you look at the Idaho primary, by the way, the Idaho primary is really funny. When you look at this map, I didn't realize this, but there's only two congressional districts in Idaho. <laughs> when you're looking at like Detroit and you're looking at all these other um, uh, states, there's all of these districts and stuff like that. And um, oh, actually, I shouldn't say congressional. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You said Detroit. I'm like, what? Detroit? I, yeah. yeah so, I, I meant Michigan. Yeah. You yes. look at Michigan. Yeah. Well, I'm in Michigan. But you look at the has... delegate map. Can you show them the delegate map on uh, Idaho when you just cruise down really fast? Uh, I don't think I have it's it. It's really funny. If I don't you... have it. Oh, you don't? Maybe I'm looking at a different article. Sorry. Um, anyway, if you look at the Idaho map, there's only two of them. It's really funny. And it looks like well, that there's seven state. delegates that are going to be going to. Um, uh, to, to Biden from Idaho. So anyway, uh, the other interesting one that they've been having trouble getting a lot of data on and forecasts on, guess what it is? 
because I believe the Mariana's vote, but there's another obscure one that we talked about, Andrew Yang possibly being able to do well in because he was one of the few that had gotten on the ballot for... The Democrats Abroad? Democrats Abroad. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's yeah. on the ballot, just he got on there earlier. Yeah. So um, that is one that he is actually not as clear-cut of a winner, and it's because they've been having such trouble getting uh, and gleaning data from the Democrats Abroad. So... Okay, but I want to highlight a few other things. because we, we, Those we, are the ones I'm watching, is Michigan and Democrats yeah. Abroad. Because we can just read... Uh, Study after study after study after study after study yeah. after poll after poll. Like I said, to me, they're cute, I guess. But <laughs> this is something I saw that's going on. And I, as you mentioned, the numbers look really good for Biden. I can definitely tell you the heat is also on Biden right now. And I think part of it could be because the numbers do look good for him. And people who don't support Joe Biden are really, really, really coming after him, right? But we see former presidential candidate Jill Stein and Hillary Clinton's favorite Russian asset, um, Jill Stein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went on a bit of a Twitter campaign today, combined with many people, to trend Biden's cognitive decline. Multiple videos, multiple yeah, tweets, one by one by one. Uh, now, I do want to mention a couple other things. And they, they actually, a couple videos. Here's actually a really good one. I'll see if I can run it. There's a, I literally can't play the video in its entirety without risk of, uh, I mean, there's profanity in it. But yeah. play for a second. <laughs> This is Joe Biden today on the campaign trail. Does this look, does this look like a guy who feels like he's got a 99 in, in, in a 100 chance of winning? That's like angry grandpa. This is a thing for Biden that all, all of the clip here you guys can watch. It's tough to hear what he's saying. But this has been a thing for Biden basically fighting with voters on the campaign trail. He's been doing it for a while. Um, but it just it is interesting because there is a – you brought up. like he's It looks like by all the numbers he is the number one, number one. Yeah. Win. Now, I do want to highlight uh, going back to the, the Jill Stein phenomenon. And the reason why I'm just showing you guys random tweets – I don't really like to just show you guys random journalist tweets on the end. But I'm trying to show you is there is – the heat, like people feel the pressure. If you support Joe Biden, you definitely, you definitely, you're seeing all these attacks against his mental state that you're definitely desperately trying to have some answer to because they keep coming from everywhere. One, and then two, if you support Bernie Sanders, you look at the numbers and you see that, oh my God, today's very important for Bernie. He can't just lose to Biden today. And we're seeing what it looks like. Joe Scarborough saying that, again, accusing Jill Stein of being a Russian asset for accusing Joe Biden of having cognitive problems is pretty funny to me, I have to admit. Like, really? <laughs> is that it? Is that, is that the only one you have, Russian asset? Yeah. There's nothing else. Uh, but again, there was that first video. And then there was also, I want to show you guys this video as well. There was, this was a, now this was, I believe, Green New Deal protesters. So I don't think they were directly affiliated with any specific campaign. Um, they obviously were not pro Bernie Sanders, and not pro, sorry, not pro Joe Biden. Not a Joe Biden rally, but we had a bunch of people show up and disrupt the event there, protesting it. Like you just a couple days or a day, I think this was last night. So what, the day before the vote, and we're actually seeing. I believe at one point they mentioned that uh, Simone Sanders, who's one of the big Joe Biden surrogates, actually gets knocked down. I think at the end of the video, and you'll see it right here. She gets knocked down. She gets back up and addresses the crowd again. It definitely looks like things are reaching the end. It feels like we're getting to the end of this election. This is always what happens. Everyone starts tightening up. People start really coming out. You're seeing protesting more often. It's been going on, by the way, though, the whole time. I'm not going to pretend like everything was civil and calm. And No, there was none of this. Joe Biden hasn't always been fighting with people on the campaign trail, even though he has, for some reason. That's the weirdest one to me, I have to say. 
Joe Biden's near insistence on jockeying and arguing with anybody who says something on the campaign trail he doesn't really like. Uh, I liked when he called the guy fat, not necessarily because I think it's good to call people fat, but it was a really weird, bizarre, testy... There, I will say one thing. Joe Biden definitely looks like he's being himself out there, huh? Doesn't seem like he's playing a role. <laughs> but it just is super bizarre because we just went through. We just went through every reason why Joe Biden, he should be loving life right now. Oh, my God. I'm about to walk away with Super Tuesday, too. I'm about to be the nominee for the Instead, he's out there arguing with people, fighting with people. Well, also, having dementia and your mind slowing down. Look, my grandparents both had this, and they lived with us for three, two or three years before they died. Like, like our family has taken care of these kind of, now they call it memory illness or things like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's very stressful and fearful for the person that's going through it because all of a sudden they're in a situation, they've forgotten why they're even there. And then they're trying to reassess why they're here and and it's noisy. And, And that blank stare that he gives people in between these moments before he decides to say something that's overly aggressive looks exactly like my grandfather when we were sitting in line for his like 87th birthday you know, at this buffet, and then he's already forgotten where he is, and then he, he he's looking at somebody that he vaguely remembers as actually, you know, a, a cousin second removed, and then he's like, I'm supposed to be with her, and he's pointing at my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose this. And they passed a law, I think, in the 1800s. It's actually illegal to diagnose a presidential candidate with mental conditions without actually treating yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, if you are a, pr- a practitioner. Exactly. You know what I'm You're saying? You're not a practitioner? No, I'm not a practitioner, actually, but I have lived with grandparents that have dementia. And yes, there is an early onset in which the person is totally highly functional and things like that. But I would be easily sold, easily sold, having lived through this with multiple grandparents. Okay, I would be easily sold based on many of these clips that I've seen of Joe Biden. I would be easily convinced if a practitioner were to say, I think he already has memory, memory illness problems. We noticed this with Ronald Reagan when they no, dragged him in I front know, of the congressional campaign. Here's the thing, though. First I mean, of all, con- congressional committees. I know, but here's what's difficult. Because I agree. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say Joe Biden seems sharper now than he did 30 years ago. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be the case. He definitely seems to have, still have a lot of energy in him. So, right? so yeah, he didn't he's vigorous. Physical, physical ailments. But the bigger thing I would say, it's really tricky and weird. Because like one, this actually was I forgot. I, I want to. I don't. It's forgot the president, but somebody was running for president, and somebody ran like a I think a full page ad in a newspaper saying nine leading psychiatrists have declared my opponent is insane, and they actually did have to implement some laws to make it so you couldn't do this stuff anymore. But there is a part where I don't want to buy into political propaganda either, because Joe Biden's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Because he is kind of weird and kind of he has unique mannerisms and he kind of has. Well, I'm not trying yeah. to defend Joe Biden. I'm just saying it's also difficult to just say this person I've never met, who I just watch mostly out of context clips in the internet of. Because in all fairness to Joe Biden, I'm not sitting by my couch like I can't wait for to watch the whole 90 minute Joe Biden speech. I normally catch little clips from here and there. Every now and then I will watch a full interview, but there's very few. Andrew Yang's probably the one person I'm like awesome. He's speaking for two hours. I can't. Yeah. So, there's so many other politicians. Most of them all just try to. No, get, like, John Delaney. Well, no, actually, I, John Delaney. I've seen Del- Delaney speak live, even Delaney. But it's, it's weird. I don't. I don't know people personally, and I, I do agree. There is some things to bring up, like you said, the weird, how on edge and how quickly he's to snap at people in front of him is bizarre. It's like, yeah, especially as we highlight, it's like, dude, you're winning because like, it's a stressful you can relax situation. Now. You're win- but again, I just don't want to one. 
any lawyers out there, I am not declaring anything wrong with Joe Biden's cognitive state. Well, you couldn't get in trouble because you're not a practitioner. I'm, I'm not, I just, we can do it all day long. No, I get it. Like, I don't think people should. I'm just saying it's... <laughs> but this is weird. Again, I want to just... I guess it's a better way of He's a stable it. genius! I'm putting is Jill Stein is literally for... What, this goes back 17 hours? I think this is where it starts. And you could just... She had Biden's cognitive decline in every single one of these tweets for about a day straight. Well, this definitely does see. I, I think this is a little bit below Jill Stein. She did a great thing in 2016, but this does look this, like her. Yeah. I don't want to buy into this stuff either. Somebody just spamming yeah. it over and over again, over and over again. I will admit, the, the, it does look like Biden's older now than he was before, right? Like, that's for, but I, I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. And there we go. Yeah. We, we stop. So there is obviously. This does look like a, her attempting to jump into relevance oh yeah, the, by preying upon the yeah. weakness of. I kind of feel sorry for Joe Biden. I just really do. I just kind of feel sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? Hey, she is a medical doctor. Could she be held legally responsible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Ooh. Mm. But I'm that a, is a good question. Yeah. No, you I mean, I'm I, honestly, I remember reading something. Well, that law exists. People have obviously been accusing Donald Trump of it for years, and it's never been enforced. It's just one of those things. I think it's one of those laws that exists for when you need to enforce it. You know what I mean? For if it's like, like for example, if like CNN ran like a three-hour special, like just showing, they did, and just showing know, out of context clips of Joe Biden saying, like they did in 2017. <laughs> Well, then that should be. That's actually, where the whole very stable genius came from, because yeah. there was that one doctor that no. was diagnosing well, yeah, uh, okay. Donald Trump with like paranoid schizophrenia and, no, exactly. and, and that, narcissism. And, and that, that was stuff. wrong. Yeah, that's, it's like literally against the law for a reason. There's so it's it's just it's like I don't know. I'm not really big on calling people things, but it does seem very callous towards people who actually do have some kind of emotional and mental problems to just sit on a couch and diagnose the president of the United States all their stuff because you don't like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, there's people that actually suffer that stuff and they actually it actually does suck for them and it isn't just some way to get a dig at the guy. It's just like actually people's, I don't know. That, that stuff does bother me. Another one of the reasons why I, it, I don't love seeing, but at the same time as this, I definitely think I don't also want to see Joe Biden become above criticism for being a weirdo that says stupid things. Because I think he's also getting off the hook a little bit for just being a weirdo who says dumb things, which I think is closer to the truth for him. He's kind of a weird guy. Yeah. He kind of has weird, he's weird ways of touching people, right? Weird ways of speaking, weird mannerisms. And then every now and then, it'll just be really stupid. That's kind of always been Joe Biden. But I also don't think he gets to get away with that because now we just say, oh, he's old yeah, and crazy. I, it's like, no, yeah. maybe he isn't old and crazy. And he's just a weirdo who actually does get into bizarre confrontations with random people over things. Like, I, he does seem to, you know, some people. Some people get ornery in their old age. Perhaps yeah. Joe Biden has gotten very ornery in his old age. And some of those quirks are becoming a little bit less cute. And that's what we're seeing. That's all I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Some of his old I just, personality quirks are now not cute anymore. Just some old grumpy man. I lament that our society rejects Joe Biden uh, for being... Uh, we've become so much more separated as humans. Our human touch, the amount of eight hugs that we meet per day ha has been lowered. I, I actually wish the world was a little bit closer to Joe Biden without the sniffing. I think the sniffing was weird. <laughs> you know no, what I'm well, saying? I, mean, but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want more people being weirdos that touch people inappropriately yeah. and have this weird, bizarre... But th this is the only thing I don't like what about Jill Stein said. She said, oh, correct diagnosis like dementia, Alzheimer's, etc. require careful medical evaluation um, and aren't simple and straightforward, but it's worrisome. You know what I'm saying? That we have somebody that needs innervation at the helm of a doomsday nuclear arsenal. That's simply not true. Well, also, uh, unless you have like the three keys, like you basically have to have buy-in from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You have to have buy-in from the President. I, I mean, there, there's like to launch a nuke. It's not a President walking in and pressing a button. 
Yeah. Okay, in the middle of the night because he's had a nightmare. Okay, that that's not how it works. We've already figured this out. Once we developed the atomic bomb, we already figured out we can't just have an older person who has a psychiatric episode starting the apocalypse. Okay, so Jill Stein, come on. Even if he were to actually have a, a dementia-based episode or something like that, there already are security protocols in place where he would not be launching our nuclear arsenal. Okay, but okay like I said, so individual, that's fear monitoring. Individual statements aside and you know, attacking people aside, I just want to say this. All I wanted to bring up was this. Joe Biden, as we've mentioned, is fending off media attacks on a daily basis of being accused of basically losing his mind, essentially, yeah. in various ways. He also has a 99 and 100 chance of being the Democratic nominee for president today. It just, it's so bizarre to me to see somebody who just like statistically, numerically, it looks like it feels like he's just going to win. He's doing so great. He's cruising while also fielding all of this nonsense on a daily basis. Now, it has ramped up in the last few days as he's winning. It really has. But yeah. it, it really is just... It's it's weird. It's bizarre, man. Like part of it is the like it's it part of it's haters because he's winning. It's gonna happen if you're winning. You're gonna get haters. But it is just a really unique spot to be in, especially for somebody winning as big as he is, right? Yeah. Maybe I guess it makes more sense when you're walking away with if people to really come out with the gloves off. But we're seeing some gloves off stuff against Joe Biden now. And I will admit, part of the reason why it bothers me so much is I like to make fun of Joe Biden for saying weird, stupid, inappropriate things. <laughs> but now I feel awkward doing it because like I'm, I'm potentially making fun of somebody for like mental problems. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I don't know for sure because, but again, I don't like seeing at the same time politicians like him being let off the hook for saying things because we could just say, oh well, you know, he's like going crazy. It's like, or maybe he isn't, and he really is a weirdo. Can we can we can we confront that? Can we just say that maybe he is just turning into kind of like a creepy guy <laughs> in his older age? I don't know why that's like that has to be like off the table. No, he's insane and unfit. Maybe he's just not the right time. I don't know. I I don't want to go too far. I just I, I thought that was a really weird. Like I noticed two main Biden stories today. Uh -huh. He's probably going to dominate the ticket, and he might have dementia. Those are the two primary Biden stories today, and it's like it's, it's such a. It's so bizarre, you know, when you look at, like, the voters, who they're voting for and what the media class. And again, you know what's unfortunate, though? I don't know. I have to stop saying it's so bizarre when I say you look at what the voters are voting on and what the media class is talking about. And they're different things. Always. And I don't know. Why do I keep running into this problem over and over and over again? Very, 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 very weird stuff. Um, but just fascinating. Fascinating. As we're coming down to the end here, seeing what those final things are. It, it appears, there we go, that's it. That's the unofficial anti-Biden. I don't, don't want to accuse everybody who's pro or anti-Biden to being pro-Bernie, because they're not. It's never been that way, if for anything. There's always people who just don't want someone to win and don't care who does. Um, but for the anti-Biden crowd, they definitely have came out in force over the last couple days with this stuff. And Joe Biden never helps himself, you know. When he introduced his wife as his sister, ain't helping. Especially, it's like, you've won Super <laughs> Tuesday, Joe. It's a huge Oh, they day. switched on me. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen him switch in like five yeah, minutes. Like, that, that ain't helping, <laughs> yeah. man. That, doing stuff like that, getting into these arguments with people, it ain't helping. You know, because like for reasons like you said, like it does seem like somebody who's randomly snapping on people in public. I don't know the video pulled up, but there was the woman who said something about climate change and he grabbed her. He didn't grab her, but he was like, look, you don't teach me nothing. And it's like, dude, what's going on with you? When he called that guy fat, challenged him to push-up contest. It's weird stuff. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm rambling again, but it's well, just... Let's just talk it's about It's confusing to me to see this is the state. He will probably win, but there is a large contingent of people convinced he is definitely crazy. Yeah. And that's just where we are. Yeah. So let's talk about Andrew Yang. 
Ooh. getting a yes. big gig. Well, we'll it see. looks like, well, okay. I mean, the biggest gig would have been president, right? Well, <laughs> but, I, believe, I believe it's one of the first non-CNN uh, media yeah. gigs I have seen him getting since. It looks like his, you know, his agencies work in the system that his people called their people. And now he's going to be a speaker. What's interesting is um, I like how Gainesville.com, uh, talking about his upcoming event at the University of Florida, took a picture from, I believe, his very first presidential election. That exact same image. Or debate. Or debate, yeah, yeah. sorry. Because it was also his very first campaign. Yeah, it was his very first campaign simultaneously. Uh, because we used that on a bunch they, of our thumbnails. We used that image on a bunch of our they thumbnails. They did not grab that from his first debate. Uh, it has to be one of the first, though, because the blue background. Uh Anyway, that's there's like text, the first image when you do an image. There's text beneath the photo. I'll read the text for you. The text okay. says that it was taken from a February 7th debate in New Hampshire, which was... Uh, okay. Indeed, this February on the 7th. All right, rock on. So anyway... Um, Just read Yeah, it. he's going to speak at UF? No, you read, man. You're the guy that goes over the articles, not me, man. Besides, they're in bigger font. I'm yeah. getting old. I can't I'll see it all. It. I got it. <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, former 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang will be speaking at the University of Florida next week as part of a series hosted by Action Speakers Bureau. The UF student group announced Yang will make a keynote presentation next Monday. So anyone out there in the UFF area, pretty cool. The New York entrepreneur will also answer questions from students following a speech, according to Accent Chairman Henry Fairberry Neist. Uh, speech is one of four spring shows hosted by Accent. Yang attracted a loyal group of supporters online. Oh, and then here's the Yang bio part. Very. I love how people love writing stories about Andrew Yang, but they never have more than three sentences. So then they just explain to you who Andrew Yang is. He raised $16.9 million by the end of 2019. But after a disappointing turnout, that is indeed what happened. Very, very good. But that is very cool. But the reason why you, we brought it up, like I said, one, I'm just keeping track of Andrew when he does after. Very uh -huh. much looking forward to seeing where he goes. Tonight, I believe, he'll be on. It's crazy. I literally tune into CNN to watch Andrew Yang now. But he'll be speaking tonight on CNN when they do. I'm plugging CNN uh -huh. now. because I. But anyway, um, you mentioned it. Andrew Yang also did as part of his secondary, it looks like, kind of his bridge to his next campaign, perhaps. He did sign with CAA, which is a very large talent agency. It's what Yeah, it is. Creative so Artists of America, I believe. now yeah. represented by agents and being represented by agents. I, I No confirmation, but I just it just, when I saw that he was booked for a speaking gig, I immediately thought of the fact that if you go to the CAA website, you can book Andrew Yang for a speaking gig. And wow, maybe somebody did it. It's it's possible this has worked out in the past. You know what I want to find out? It does out? look like he may be moving more towards the speak. Hey, the last thing I'll say, maybe... Anyone got tired of getting flooded on YouTube? But you know those, you know those like Ben Shapiro owns college student. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll be able to flood the internet with clips of Andrew Yang having fun, humorous interactions with students and enlightening them, and that will be way better. Yeah, we could start making clips like Andrew Yang wrecks socialists on federal jobs guarantee. Well, he wouldn't. That doesn't Andrew sound right. Yang wrecks crony capitalist on corporatist media. Hopefully not like that. And it's more just like Andrew Yang explains why <laughs> X would work. Or Andrew Yang so this is my why. question. Is do you have any idea? Because I've kind of tried to look around and I've Googled how much these people cost and it's totally a wide array that seems completely predicated upon just how narcissistic Wait, the person is. Are and you how telling much... me it's arbitrary how many how much money it costs an hour for someone to speak? You're talking yeah, about yeah, an arbitrary it's, number? It's, it, yeah, it seems arbitrary that's a combination of how much the person just demands in a narcissistic fashion and how much the agent wants versus how much pull they think they can actually get in a stadium. Well, I think it's mostly just how busy am but, I? Yeah, if but I'm not seems... very busy, yeah, dude, I'll take the game. Yeah. If I'm very busy, man, maybe. So how much do you think Andrew Yang is charging? How much do you think we could get him for? Because uh, oh. what if we just had a crazy problem-solver politics if I event? Was, if I was Andrew Yang and I was doing like a full-day speaking thing, 
I don't know. I want to say like low five figures. Like I don't. I wouldn't do it for cheap if I was in. Really? So you think he's? Because here's the deal. Like would, you, think you could get like Ben Shapiro for five k. Okay, so then he probably wouldn't be able to char- charge more than him just because I think he's doing more. So maybe you know what I'm saying? Grand, Some of these speakers, grand. like even big, uh, uh, big okay, ones, you can depends. get for like two or three okay, k. But the, 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 yeah, to swing in for 45 minutes, give the speech, 15 minute Q and A, out of there, like an hour of work. Yes, maybe you could get uh, actually an hour of work. I, you know what? I want to campaign on bringing. People who don't count their commute time and their work time, do it. And then look how much you make. Because that's the, Don't tell me commuting is just something you do for fun gladly yeah. anyway. It's part <laughs> of your job. So I think, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting off topic. But anyway, I have probably someone like that couple thousand dollars. I just think, I really hope we see him doing more of this stuff. Because if Andrew Yang runs for president in 2024, again, going down the line, I'm saying, actually, let me walk that back. If in a couple of years, Andrew Yang turns himself into a pretty decently sized media personality who's got a podcast, he's doing speaking deals, you see him on TV, and he's just kind of a known commodity, and he's a guy advocating for a thing, and we know him for the thing. Yeah. I think that's a very strong position to be in for any next political endeavor, right? That's a great place to be in. Yeah, exactly. Um, It it is, unfortunately, a popularity contest in many regards, so you just got to augment your popularity. And, wait, Uh it's also practice for next time he runs for president. He could do four or five of those million dollar Wall Street speeches really quick yeah. <laughs> before he announces he's running. Well, you announce the exploratory committee and then you go out there and shill shamelessly for like six months, raise uh-huh. all the money, and then you announce your run and move all that money into your campaign. Yeah. That's the secret. That's how you- Well, you know, you have to have a that's book. The, that's the Hill Dog special right there. You, you, you've forgotten one other part of the equation is you have to have a book, okay, in which the sales of that book give you personal royalties. And then when you start the campaign, as a campaign thank you gift to a donor, if you give over a certain amount, then they actually give you a book of the candidate. So then with campaign funds, the candidacy has to buy 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 copies of your books that you're getting personal royalties on in order to give out thank you donations to all the people. And that's another way. So, so, so now we're getting the, now we're getting that's the Hilled system down. 2. That's the hill. That, that exactly. Now we're, now we're pay, playing 3d chess, but anyways, so now we're have, playing 3d money chess. Don't have too much more. I just thought, uh, and again, I'll put this on screen. I'll have the link for you guys, but it is very cool to see Andrew Yang now. Cause here's, this is, I guess this is kind of like, this is the first official step. How do you know you've made it as a internet media, social media personality? When you're on Gainesville.com. No, speaking <laughs> gigs of colleges. That's when you know you're in the political sphere on Twitter. You're officially in the Twitter political sphere when you're giving speaking, speaking when you're doing speeches at colleges. That's you've made it. That's official. So anyone out there in Florida, very cool. You can come. Well, I guess Florida's a big state. So anyone in the area, if you want to go check out Andrew Yang. He'll be there very soon. I thought that was very cool. I wanted to highlight that as well as hopefully this is a recurring trend and we do just see Andrew Yang being made available around the country and environments that aren't necessarily always campaign stops. Because I will admit, it got to a point towards the end there, I just kind of skipped to the end of his rallies because I'd heard the stump speech 40 times. It's going to be cool to see him going around giving that particular speech a little bit less often. Okay, awesome. Anyway, let us know what you guys think 
of this newfound glory, this new life that Andrew Yang has accumulated. Please comment below if you haven't a chance yet to like these videos. Make sure you like our videos or you share them with your friends if they're important topics. And see that blue join button? Make sure you join our channel. It's an inexpensive way to help support the channel and keep us from having corporate sponsorships in order to be able to give you all of this content. Um, and also make sure you follow us on Twitter at PSP Radio 1. We do a lot of our announcements, reminders for live streams, funny memes, things like that, so on and so forth on Twitter at PSP Radio 1. So make sure you check us out there. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.